It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of the show. Tanny Falls sitting in for Jim Foxwell today. And uh, we're going to be talking about wound care awareness. Nearly 7 million Americans suffer from hard-to-heal wounds. Non-healing wounds can have a serious impact on a person's health and quality of life. June 5th through the 9th is Wound Care Awareness Week. And joining us is Dr. Nathaniel Holzman. He is the Chief Division of, Chief of Division of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. He's also Medical Director of the St. Mary Wound Healing and Hyperbaric Medicine Center. And it's a pleasure to welcome him here to WBCB. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're going to start off like we always do before we get into the topic. We always want to find out a little bit about the guests. So let's start there. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you ended up there at St. Mary's. Well, thank you. Uh, so uh, like you said, I'm the, the chief of the Division of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, uh, originally from Baltimore, Maryland, uh, and trained and, and worked for a while uh, in the Boston, Massachusetts area, uh, and then uh, came here to St. Mary uh, to help grow the plastic surgery division, uh, and uh, in that miss, uh, also uh, to help uh, grow uh, our wound care center, our hyperbaric center, uh, to uh, fulfill the needs of our patient population. Well, let's begin there, because as I just mentioned in the introduction, it's wound care awareness what is a non-healing wound? Sure. Uh, this is actually a great week, uh, I think, uh, to make a, a lot of people aware of what non-healing wounds are and what problematic uh, wounds uh, can be and, and how it uh, affects their quality of life. So essentially, uh, a non-healing wound is one that is not healing in what would be a, a, an appropriate amount of time. Uh, for typical uh, people that you go out into the woods, you're hiking, you get you know cut on your leg, uh, you throw a little bit of uh, antibiotic ointment on there and within about seven to ten days uh, that's fully healed and on its way uh, to, to scarring and, and complete healing. Uh, for people with uh, some uh, other medical problems such as diabetes or peripheral vascular disease, uh, those wounds may take an, an extra bit of time, uh, maybe up to two to four weeks, uh, but eventually should heal on their own. Once you start pushing those limits of three, four weeks and that wound continues to uh, remain open uh, and not progressing, that's when we start to consider it a non-healing wound. Now, you mentioned somebody, if they have diabetes, it takes longer, but why doesn't it heal in general, these kind of wounds? Uh, for somebody with diabetes uh, specifically, uh, a lot of those wounds um, uh, take longer to heal uh, based on uh, what we call the vasculature or the uh, blood supply that is going uh, to the wounds. Um, in conditions such as diabetes, uh, small blood vessels in the skin uh, can close down uh, and not bring as much oxygen uh, to these wounds and that prevents it from healing. Now, you mentioned hiking. You could cut yourself hiking. We've all done that. But what are some other ways that you could... Uh I guess, cut yourself and, and develop this kind of a problem? Uh, there's there's many various ways where there can be skin breakdown. Um, it could be traumatic, um, such as, you know, hiking or falling or uh, cutting yourself, you know, mowing the lawn or or just even, you know, weeding uh, and, and getting brushing up against a, a bush. Um, there's other wounds that actually develop without any 
predisposing trauma. Um, there's venous leg ulcers. That's where uh, people have uh, increased swelling in their legs um, from valves in the in the veins that don't work, or uh, in settings such as lymphedema, where there's excess fluid that builds up in the in the lower extremities. And in those situations, there's internal pressure that builds up uh, that can cause the skin just to break down. Um, there's uh, you know pressure wounds uh, can occur uh, for people that have limited mobility. Uh, they may uh, be required to sit a lot or uh, lay a lot in bed and, and not be able to, to move readily. Um, pressure wounds can develop. So any type of um, trauma or pressure to the skin can cause it to break down. I can remember one time I was covering a story when I worked in Wilmington, Delaware, and I was racing back into the station and I slammed the door and the door just caught on my uh, on my leg and just cut it right open. And I'm running in and I'm boy, this hurts a little more than usual. And I'm looking down and I said, wow, this is really a deep cut. So, I mean, as you said, it could be any kind of thing. And I was also thinking in, in the case of my mom, my mom used to take blood thinners. Mm -hmm. So anything was, I mean, she could get bruises, let alone cuts very easy. So I, I guess that's another factor as far as how you could... Um, develop a cut. But with you being a, a plastic surgeon, how does this tie into to this? What, how does this affect your job? And you know, I, I get that question a lot. Um, being a plastic surgeon, the, the way I look at the, actually the origin of plastic surgery itself, uh, you know, take aside, you know, the, the aesthetic practice or the cosmetic, cosmetic practice of plastic surgery and look more at kind of the reconstructive roots of plastic surgery. And it all comes down to basic wound healing. Um, and as plastic surgeons, a lot of times what we're called on to do is to manage difficult uh, wounds. Uh, so early on in my training, when I when I really found an interest in plastic surgery and reconstruction, uh, I said, well, let's go back to the root of why plastic surgery actually started, um, and that was to heal wounds. And, and that's where I developed a, an interest uh, in, in caring for those types of problems and, and, and helping those types of patients. I think most people think of plastic surgeons as the, the, the doctors to the stars, you know, to make them look younger, but <laughs> There's obviously a, a real serious side to it as well. Besides oh, that, right? Oh, very much, very much. And and it's funny. I, I joke with my staff a lot, and and I say, you know, there's a lot of great things and, and quote sexy things about plastic surgery, but nobody considers wound care to be sexy. But it is extremely important and and a very big part of my practice. Is it more of a when you when you have to address this? Are you more concerned about the, um, I guess, the infections? of the wound. I mean, how, how does that play in there, waiting for that? And, and, you know, the other thing I'm thinking about, everybody talks a lot about antibiotics and how we've used them so much in society that there's that fear that they're not going to work. How does that all play in? Well, when we talk about healing wounds, um, the goal of healing wounds is to prevent um, other problems from occurring, such as uh, either infections um, and what we worry most about is limb loss. Uh, so for example, uh, with diabetic patients who have poor blood supply to their lower extremities, or they may have neuropathy where their nerves don't work as well as they should, and they don't have a good feeling. And if they have breakdown in their tissue, that could result in, a, in an open wound, and open wounds lead to a bacteria or infection, and that could result in limb loss. So that's, that's really what we're trying to prevent is the quicker you heal a wound, the less problems that can arise. Now, when you speak about infections, that's always a worry when there's a break in our uh, skin. Um, the skin is the largest organ of the body, um, and it's uh, quite a frankly, I think the most protective organ of the body. Um, so when that external barrier breaks down, um, we're very
very susceptible to infection. Now, most people have an immune system or uh, our own cellular system that can fight off um, these infections. And with just typical uh, standard care, such as washing with basic soap and water and keeping a wound clean, should be able to to prevent any infections from happening. Now, if there is you know some type of bacteria, um, you know people talk about MRSA, which is uh, MRSA. Uh, it stands for a methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, uh, just a type of organism, but a type of organism that is resistant to certain antibiotics. Now, you know, through science and, and technology, we've been able to kind of develop uh, different uh, uh, antibiotics that people can take to fight off these uh, resistant organisms. Um, and with our, in coordination with our infectious disease specialists, we're able to kind of coordinate antibiotic plans that help prevent these infections. Um, but it is always a worry um, because bacteria can replicate and they can change and evolve. Um, so we always need to stay up on, on trying to prevent those infections from happening, heal wounds quicker uh, so that we don't get into that situation where there's resistant Are organisms. Are you more concerned about that aspect of the resistance to antibiotics? Is that something that, um, that in your case, do you worry more about that in, in what you do? Or is that just a, an, a is it a bigger issue than maybe a lot of people think, or maybe is it blowing up a little more than it should be? I think it's a concern of the whole medical community, honestly. I mean, I think it's a big concern for us within wound care and within, you know, specifically plastic surgery and, quote, surgical site infections and things along those lines, uh, because we want to use antibiotics appropriately so that we can effectively treat infections that need to be treated. Uh, we don't want to overuse antibiotics um, to promote infections. Uh, so if, if there's truly not a, a documented infection, then we just want to heal the, uh, for example, in a wound, we want to heal the wound uh, appropriately with proper wound care or dressing care and not antibiotics uh, because we don't want to provoke, promote further resistance. Because again, bacteria are really smart. They've been on this earth a lot longer than we have. And uh, to eradicate resistant organisms is much more difficult. Now, how you mentioned this at the beginning. I want to backtrack on this a bit. Uh, how long should someone wait? You said usually if you don't have health issues, you heal pretty quickly. But how long should you wait where you say this is something serious and I need to get this look at, looked at? It's a good question, and I think it's one that is probably a different time period for different folks. Uh, but, you know, in those patients who have some type of uh, immunocompromised state or where they may have a potential uh, for poor wound healing, uh, we've mentioned diabetes several times, uh, people with a, a condition called peripheral vascular disease or peripheral arterial disease, um, where they have poor blood flow to the extremities, people with venous stasis disease, where, where blood pools in the legs, uh, lymphedema, where fluid pools in the legs, or people um, with other conditions such as cancer that they may be on chemotherapy uh, or other conditions where they're taking medications that suppress their immune system in those types of situations I, I tell people don't wait um, if something isn't healing within you know several days to a week call your primary care physician, see if there's something else going on. Then if it becomes even more of an issue after a couple of weeks, that's when sometimes we get involved as, as plastic surgeons or wound care specialists. Uh, for people without those comorbidities, uh, I think expecting a wound to heal within uh, a week to two weeks time is reasonable. Um, but what we caution people is if something doesn't seem right, 
contact your health care provider, your, your primary care physician, and, and start there. Now, somebody gets af- is afraid and says, oh, uh, this will heal. I mean, there's a point where you, is there a point of no return? I mean, if you wait too long? There is. Um, and there is actual physiology of when a wound is considered an acute wound, one that will have the cellular makeup or the proteins in it that will go on to actually heal versus a chronic wound where that cellular makeup or the physiology of that wound actually changes uh, to be more of a chronic one in nature and then the body actually works against itself to uh, to promote healing. Um, and those are a lot of the wounds that we treat uh, because then our job as practitioners is to convert that wound from that chronic physiology back to acute, back to where the body says, oh, this is a, this is a wound, I need to heal this. And once we reverse that trend, that's how we can get the, the wound to go heal. Well, let me hold you there. And of course, if you're just joining us, uh, this is the St. Mary Health Line and uh, we are uh, visiting with Dr. Nathan uh, Holzman, Nathaniel Holzman. He is the chief of uh, division, uh, chief of the Division of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. He's also medical director of the St. Mary Wound Healing and Hyperbaric Medicine Center. And uh, this is Wound Care Awareness Week. We'll continue with our conversation with him in just a moment. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing faulty heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 215-710-5888. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Hi, Westbrook here to tell you about my good friends over at Golden Nugget Jewelers. Just because I used to leave it all in the field doesn't mean you have to leave all your money at the register to get her that special engagement ring. Head on over to Golden Nuggets Showroom on the corner of 8th and Chestnut to get treated like a Hall of Famer. They've got the best selection of loose diamonds, the best prices, and lifetime guarantees. But what really sets Golden Nugget apart is a family-owned, friendly atmosphere. Golden Nugget Jewelers, it's where Philly gets engaged. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. And welcome back. Uh, it is, as we mentioned at the outset, uh, Wound Care Awareness Week, and we're talking with Dr. Holzman about uh, St. Mary Wound Healing and Hyperbaric uh, Medicine Center. I, you know, I guess we ought to ask what that, that latter part means. What is uh, hyperbaric uh, medicine? What is that? that uh, tell us what that's about. Sure. Well, uh, hyperbaric uh, medicine is where we utilize oxygen essentially as a drug. Um, many wounds don't heal um, because they are void of oxygen, uh, they, in, whether that's from blood vessels that uh, are, are poor in the region, whether that's from diabetes, whether that's from uh, uh, you know, an acute event such, in, such as an embolus or a clot. Um, and what hyperbaric medicine is, is we use what we call our hyperbaric oxygen chambers to administer oxygen uh, to increase the amount of oxygen in that tissue. So how does that work? Well, you know, we live all at one atmosphere of pressure. Uh, and what we do in the hyperbaric chambers, we increase that pressure um, as well as we increase the amount of oxygen that's delivered. So we, we increase it to 100% oxygen. Uh, and that super saturates um, the environment environment that that somebody is in and they're breathing in 100% oxygen and what that essentially does at that increased pressure it it forces that oxygen into the tissue 
to increase its concentration to help promote wound healing. Uh, there are you know, several diagnoses um, that are approved for hyperbaric oxygen uh, treatments that, that we do at our own center, um, and that ranges from uh, diabetic um, uh, foot ulcers uh, to uh, skin grafts that may be failing or flaps that may be failing or radiation injuries. Um, that's a lot of the patients we treat have had prior radiation uh, therapy, whether that's for prostate cancer, for breast cancer, for head and neck cancer, uh, and now they may develop a wound um, or develop a problem with a bone such as their jawbone and, and where they need either other surgeries or they're just not healing. And what we do is we treat them with the hyperbaric oxygen uh, in order to promote oxygen in the area and, and uh, expedite the healing process. I have a friend who just went through some uh, cancer radiation and she's developing, it almost looks like sunburn where it's starting to peel. Mm -hmm. Is that is that an example of something or is that a different thing that where you would... Uh, treat that. With that what that's a little about. different. Um, that's uh, more of a what we call a, just a acute radiation okay. changes, uh, and a lot of times that that skin will regenerate and, re and replenish on its own. Uh, the radiation, uh, uh, either soft tissue injury that we treat or or bony injuries that we treat, are usually years later. Okay. Um, it could be you know three years later. It could be ten years later, um, and. Uh, because of the scarring that the radiation might uh, induce, uh, that's what we're trying to reverse with the hyperbaric treatments. And uh, is that uh, obviously, as you said, this this helps? So, are you saying that it helps to heal faster because of this? Is that, or is, or are there other ways that you can help heal a wound faster? It is used as an adjunct therapy. Um, so I, I don't consider it to be the end all, say all uh, of of wounds. That if you're not uh, treating the wounds with the proper uh, wound care, um, just uh, exposing someone to hyperbaric uh, oxygen therapy will not heal that wound. So what does proper wound care actually mean? Well, one is, well, what's what caused the wound and, and what caused the wound not to heal? That needs to be addressed first. So that would include nutrition. Uh, so if somebody's not eating well, they don't have the proper protein, uh, the vitamin complements uh, in order to, to heal a wound, that needs to be addressed. Um, if somebody has poor blood supply, um, we work in conjunction with our cardiologists, our vascular surgeons, uh, to ensure that people have proper blood supply to the region. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, antibiotic use and infections. Um, there's a, a whole new uh, uh, kind of thought about wounds and something called biofilm, where um, bacteria overwhelm a wound, not necessarily from an infection standpoint, but just that they're just living there. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get that bacteria out, um, then you can't heal the wound. So that people need uh, sometimes debridements. That means removing bad tissue in the wound. And that might be weekly. That might be every other week. Um, but to, to maintain a, a clean wound base and then proper actually dressing care. Um, you, there are a lot of different uh, wound care dressings that are out there, um, but some people have wet wounds that need to be dried a little bit, mm -hmm. some people that have dry wounds that need to be uh, moistened a little bit, uh, and the you know, to have that a proper um, dressing care is extremely uh, important to ensure that there's uh, a promotion of healing. Now, you combine those modalities with somebody that has the proper diagnosis to have hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and then we say well, we're throwing the kitchen sink at somebody to, to help them heal. Um, so the hyperbarics is really an adjunct, uh, but one that I think is very effective for the right patient. It seems like there's a lot of advancement. I mean, you're, you're rattling off these different ways. How is it? I mean, 
How has it changed? I mean, you've mentioned some of the things that are being done, but what's maybe over the last 10 years or so, what would be the biggest changes that, that you've seen? I think from 10 years ago till today, um, what has really changed is how you regenerate the growth of tissue. Uh, and that's where a lot of um, development uh, is being based right now. And that's uh, using um, xenografts, which is using grafts that we uh, harvest from um, animal products. Um, that's using own own tissue. That's what a lot of what I do is, is skin grafts and flap surgery and things along those lines. Um, to uh, other developments such as stem cell um, stimulation therapy or or uh, utilizing um, people's own uh, blood products and growth factors in order to stimulate uh, healing. Um, the whole concept, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, is we want to promote somebody's own tissue to heal. Um, and how do you reverse those chronic effects is, is where kind of research is, is being based today. This may be off base, but I, and there's always been so much controversy about stem cells in general. Have you seen any, uh, I guess, through education or whatever? I mean, obviously, you're using stem cells. So has that affected your, the, the controversy, the politics or whatever? I don't want to get you into a political argument, but just how has it affected <laughs> you? That's all. I'm sure. No, a good question. And, and no, the, the stem cell therapy that I am referring to is actually uh, autologous therapy, meaning uh, we're using someone's own platelets, um, so their, their own um, blood product per se, in order to stimulate that stem cell therapy. Uh, this is not a therapy that's being done at the, at the bench level or, or being harvested but from others or, or from other means. Well, we got that clear. So nobody <laughs> can come back at you and say, what are you doing? All right, so we got that good. Let me uh, take one more break here, and uh, you're listening to the St. Mary Health Line. Dr. Nathaniel Holtzman here with us. We're talking about he is the medical director of the St. Mary Wound Healing and Hyperbaric uh, Medicine Center. It is Wound Care Awareness Week. And we will continue uh, with the final moments of the show in just a little bit. Imagine stopping deadly heart attacks and strokes with a tiny patch the size of a coin. Imagine replacing and repairing faulty heart valves through a two-inch incision. Imagine correcting irregular heartbeats with radio frequency energy. St. Mary Medical Center heart specialists solve the most complex cases with advances never before imagined. For a physician referral, call 215-710-5888. St. Mary Medical Center. It's your health. Expect more. Discover the incredible ways that math surrounds you every day in A Mirror Maze, Numbers in Nature, now open at the Franklin Institute. Lose yourself in an elaborate mirror maze, the stunning centerpiece of the exhibit, and challenge yourself to discover how geometry, tessellations, and repetitions can unlock the secrets of the world around you. For tickets, visit fi.edu. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. We only have a few more minutes left, about seven minutes. Where's the time going, huh? WBCB St. Mary Healthline. Uh, Dr. Nathaniel Holtzman here with us. He's chief uh, of the Division of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. We're talking about wound care awareness. Um, I guess... Uh, I'm trying to think of where to go from here, but uh, what would you, I guess, what would be the most important advice that you can give your patients right now? Uh, when we're speaking about 
wound care and and uh, specifically chronic wounds. Um, it, you know, similar to what we were talking about uh, during one of our breaks, uh, is you, you mentioned uh, you know uh, someone you know that had a wound and and didn't seek help, and and sometimes they can turn into more of a problem uh, than potentially uh, it, it should have been, in something that could have been preventive. Uh, and, and I think in healthcare in general, uh, we are trying to promote prevention. Uh, so uh, for people uh, that say are on blood thinners or people that have venous stasis uh, uh, problems and, and swelling in their legs, the best thing you can do is preventative. Uh, and that is, you know, try to avoid any traumas if you can. Obviously, there you know, there are accidents and called accidents for reasons and not always uh, avoidable, uh, but you try to avoid any trauma. Or you control the swelling. Um, if you know you're on a, a blood thinning medication, then you know then that you are at increased risk for bruising and and trying to prevent uh, putting yourself in a, in a situation where it could potentially cause bruising or cause an open wound uh, for uh, other people that are such as diabetics it's excuse me, or have diabetes, it's following up regularly with their endocrinologist, following up regularly with their primary care physician, uh, monitoring their uh, food intake, monitoring their blood sugar levels, uh, and, and maintaining as normal of a, a level as possible. Extremely important, because that's all about um, prevention. Uh, people that uh, may uh, utilize tobacco products, um, understanding how that can affect um, healing, or understanding how that can affect the, the blood vessels in the body and trying to curtail the use of, of such products. Uh, so I think the best advice is preventative. Um, try to prevent a problem before it occurs. Now, sometimes it's not always avoidable, and if you do have a wound and it's not progressing as you think it should or something doesn't seem right, always, always reach out to your healthcare provider. Um, I think it's always important. That's why, that's why we're here. Well, you know, that's a good point. I, I don't want to, the listeners don't have to think that if something like this happens, they have to immediately run to you. They can go to their, their physician, their doctor, um, and get it checked there first and then and go from there. Right? I mean, that's really what they ought to do. Go there first and touch base. They know that. A absolutely. The doctor knows them better than um, than you would initially. Absolutely. We work with a lot of the, the, the family practices uh, in the area and, and a lot of the uh, the internists in the area uh, who do a remarkable job treating their patients with wounds. And a lot of times, uh, many patients we don't, we don't ever see mm -hmm. uh, because they are able to change what might be causing that poor wound healing. Uh, they, they may say, oh, uh, your blood counts from your blood thinning medication were off. That's all we need to alter. And, uh, and you know, some fluid settles and, and the wound heals. Um, but we have a great relationship uh, with our uh, providers in the community. Uh, and when they see that there's an issue that, wait a minute, this isn't healing the way I would expect it to. Or maybe somebody presents to them and they say, this is a lot bigger problem than, than I think needs to be handled in, in, in an office setting. And sometimes you need to be part of a wound care program that's when they, they refer patients to us. So, I mean, that's another thing. The doctor will recommend for them, too. I mean, if they need to see a wound specialist, the doctor will make that recommendation. Yes. They and, don't and have to go looking for one. No. Uh, we, you know, we see patients that, that, you know, are really concerned about a wound that hasn't been healing, and, and patients will oftentimes refer themselves. Uh, but most often, uh, they're under the care of their primary care physician or orthopedic surgeon or oral surgeon, whomever it might be that's caring for that specific problem. And then they will uh, refer them to the wound care center uh, because we're... 
we call it a center, but I would say it's more of a wound care program. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of uh, uh, organizational uh, needs in place that essentially provide patients with uh, nursing counseling, with nutrition counseling, uh, with uh, etiology counseling, such as how to control venous stasis disease and things like that. Uh, and we, we make it a program um, rather than just a, a visit um, to really, you know, help people to buy in and, and to understand that it's a process to heal these wounds, but we're doing it together as a team. I mentioned uh, this is Wound Care Awareness uh, Week, uh, June 5th through the 9th. Um, you're doing the, you're making the rounds with the media. How have you, <laughs> how have you uh, first of all, I want to ask you what other things you'll be doing, but just for you, how has this, uh, what's this experience been like for you? Uh, being on the radio yeah just uh, because you obviously we're not the only people you're talking to so it's fun and i think there's a message that we need to get out to to our patients and our community uh so that they understand you know what services are available to them uh to to understand that if they have you know a problem wound or uh something along those lines that there's a place to go um and that there are programs in place uh to help them uh because you know like you said over seven million people are affected by wounds uh, and they can be really inhibiting on their quality of life you know not not enjoying the summertime not able to go to the beach not not able to get into a pool not able to run around with the, with the kids and the grandkids um, so uh, you know for people it's to not understand good for the kids either if they're going through this either they can't I, hang out with their buddies or right absolutely not and so I, I think for people to know that there's a, a place to go that there are programs that are in place to help them that is exactly why we're here we're just about out of time. Is there any other special events going on through the week at St. Mary with this? Um, throughout St. Mary, um, there's always uh, events at the hospital, at the wound center uh, for informational purposes. Uh, they can find us on the, the website, I believe, uh, stmaryhealthcare.org, uh, uh, and there are links uh, to uh, our, our wound and hyperbaric medicine center there. And you can also find a doctor at St. Mary by calling the physician referral at 215 710 Eight eight, Doctor Holzman, thank you so much. It went by fast. It did. This was this is wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And uh, tune in again next week for another edition of Saint Mary Healthline.